0: Hopefully, you have a bit of an idea of the moments that I might be talking about. Those heated moments, those regretful moments, maybe those quick moments where something is said that once it's come out, you can't take it back again. Those moments that where, where we actually where we want to hide ourselves away, we're afraid that, that it will come back to our mind that someone might bring their surfacing back up and we just want to hide away from those moments. God said these words to the Israelites in Malachi 3, verse 13. He said, you have said harsh things against me, says the Lord. The truth is that I have said harsh things against the Lord. I have had my moments in Bendigo, where we lived. Our house was uh, near the bottom of uh, a street. Uh, it was connected at one end, but uh, dead end at the other. And uh, we were right uh, down uh, one end, and it was one kilometre to the very top of the street. Slow rise for the whole way. Sometimes it was a lovely walk. Sometimes especially if you're talking on the phone, because the are times you have a chance to call people sometimes. It was very exhausting walking uh, At the ends of that dead end street, it was then just bushlands, beautiful bushlands. So we'll take the dog up and he'll be on the lane all the way up until then and he gets excited, cause he knows what's next, he gets on the leash and, and goes. and You know, just the, 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 uh, the dirt paths and tracks and uh, the kangaroos, the dog loves. And uh, certainly over time uh, I, I, I found uh, when I had this space walking up there really challenging. Um, often I'll be praying to God, great opportunity to pray to God, just me and the dog. And most of the time it was to myself in my head or whispering under my breath. But once I got to the end of that court and let the dog off and went into the bush, and then I could just speak out loud. The houses are gone. No one else around until the occasion the dog walker comes along, where I could just share with God, be open. And and I'll admit, often these are the places where I have my moments. I say things like, "Why don't you listen to me, God? Why don't you respond?" After all that you and that I've done for you, you remain silent to me. These are those moments when we get so caught up in what's going on in our lives and what we care about, where we've got blinkers on, we fail on to recognise or realise what God is doing, to fully recognise who God is, and in those moments we decide to diminish God in who he is. We like to think of him less because of what we're going through. Answer me this, God. Look at what I'm doing, the words that I'm using, yet you don't answer me. I've had my life. I'm no different to these nights. <laughs> these moments generally end up finishing with me either, you know, being a bit lost. Or sometimes I'm left in this humble space of foolishness to think I've sent these words to this God, my God, In all that. I would dare to say these things to him. We all have These moments, they come in times of weakness. Have you ever noticed that these moments never come in times of strength? It's not at all ironic. One of the really hard things is that in those moments of weaknesses, we have these moments. We we carry those things with us. And even as we come out of those times of weakness, and. Even as we're living in strength, sometimes we're still pain that with us. And it affects our relationship. And, and many a person has gone away from God because they've held on to those moments of weakness in their strength. And somehow those weaknesses have decided to form their opinion or belief or approach to God. And so it's led them away from God instead. Throughout the book of Malachi, We've read the many questions and accusations and statements that the Israelites demand of God. They throw the mud at God. They throw as much as they can to see what will stick. These are the questions that the Israelites asked. And I wonder which ones have really ourselves asked. They say, chapter 1, verse 2, how have you loved us? Chapter 1, verse 6. How have we shown contempt for your name? We know God tells them time and again just how they've done it. Chapter 1, verse 7. How have we defiled you? And yet they have. Chapter 2, verse 17. All who do evil are good in the eyes of the Lord, that is what i And he is pleased with them. No, that's not true. Chapter 2, verse 17 again, where is the God of justice? Chapter 3, verse 8, how do we rob you, God? We know that they, they held back from giving to God. In our scriptures this morning, verse 14 to 15, they say this, it is futile to serve God. What did we gain by carrying out his requirements and going about like mourners before the Lord Almighty? But now we call the arrogant blessed. Certainly the evildoers prosper and even those who challenge God escape. Maybe one of these has been a moment of weakness for you. Maybe there's another statement that might sit in your mind that might resound has been a moment of weakness. It's not an easy thing to admit. I'm not certainly asking you to say I have a this morning, but it's for you to meet with God in today. You don't listen to me. You, you want to see me suffer. You're punishing me, aren't you? I've done everything God has asked and still nothing. God forgets about me sometimes. God just sits there at a the distance. He doesn't care about me. I haven't done anything wrong. If you've loved me, then why would you let this happen to me? Where is your fairness, God? We know from last week's scripture, it says, I, the Lord, do not change. So you, O descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed ever since the time of your forefathers you have turned away from my (coughs) and and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you says the Lord Almighty. God does not change. If he was loving to you once he is loving to you always. If he listens to your once he listens to God is trying to grow patience in you for that answer, then trust he is with you every single step of the way. If God was just in the past, just as he says with these guys, I was faithful to your forefathers, even when they disobeyed, even when they turned away, but I was still faithful to them. I didn't wipe them off the face of the earth. I didn't destroy them. And just as I was, loving them and caring them. I am loving and caring now and I'll be loving and caring into your future. God was just, is just and will always be just. It's just he gets to choose when he squares the not us. Another name for God in the Hebrew, Jehovah Elroy. The God who sees, He is everywhere at once. If you ever feel like God has left your side and isn't with you, I encourage you don't have a moment. Don't say and cast an accusation at God. Because God sees that it's a part of who He is. He is everywhere. And even when you don't feel Him, He is still with you by your side every day very good thing, that he is unchanging. Because just as he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for us, to forgive us from our sins, just as he did that way back when, so he forgives us now and today. Our God is a God who does not change. Why is this so So, we're going to stop right now. We're going to come before our God, the just, the loving, the faithful, the eternal, the caring, the merciful, the compassionate, the understanding, the forgiving God that is ours. And as I pray, I encourage you to bring your moments that you may still be carrying with you off you. I have diminished who you are. God, those times that I have claimed you to be less than what you really are. God, thank you for being a God of grace. That you know, you understand, and you are always that we've read about the Israelites, that they've said, they've claimed, and of course, all the actions that we know that they have been taking part in. I really think for us, it's necessary to have done this. For us to go, you know, I don't know how many times I shake my head at the Israelites. And I think, oh! But really, we are them, aren't we? So I think it's important for us to have done that. Because I know, I know the, the guilt, you know, that, that, that we feel, but, but we, we don't bring forward. Those things. And I say, don't worry, because it's not where we're finishing this morning. So this is where we're stopping in our sermon this morning. Let's have a look at the rest of the passage that we're up to this morning, from verse 16 onwards. It says, Then those who feared the Lord talked with each other. And the Lord listened and heard. A scroll of remembrance was written in his presence concerning those who feared the Lord and honoured his name. Now, uh, those who feared God, they came together and honoured his name. <coughs> this idea that we have here in the Hebrew, it's the word yore for fear, okay? It's a multi-dimensional word. It's not perhaps as simple as what we think about fear as being afraid. Afraid takes part one of the dimensions of this word, here. But in Hebrew, it's so much bigger. Yore, fear, is used when people who recognise God for who he is and are prepared to worship, worship takes a part in this fear. They revere God and they respect God in all he is and all that he can do. So when it says those who fear God, it's those who revered, respected, recognised him for who he, he is. They came together and they honoured his name. Now this, this is what God said about those people. Those people who are, who are us, who are prepared to recognise him for who he is. He's prepared to forgive us for our mistakes despite everything that's happened, this is then what he says about those who came to him. He says, they will be mine, says the Lord Almighty. In the day when I make up my treasured possession, I will spare them, just as in compassion, a man spares his son who serves him. And you will again see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who So despite all the claims that we make, all those moments we share with, those who recognise God and come back to him, he says that we are his. He is our loving father. When it comes to the day that when he collects his treasured possession, you will be counted amongst that treasured possession. He will spare us and we will be able to distinguish between the righteous and the wicked. So not only will you know the worth that God places in you, he actually says that he will open your eyes to be able to see the difference between the wicked in the world and the righteous in the world. Because certainly we live our lives sometimes where we are perplexed, how is this happening? How is this person profiting when this person is failing? How is this right? And God goes, you know what? We'll come. If we come to him, he's got a counsel, his treasure possession. And we will see how the ledger is going to be written. He will open our eyes to insight of who is working for God. And therefore, who is working for the good of him. Matthew 13, 44. Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then, in his joy, went and sold all he had and bought that field. Now, I think this this is a terrific illustration for us this morning. Not not for the teaching that Jesus uses here, but I want you to imagine yourself as that treasured possession that was found in in the field. God, as our Creator, He's placed all the precious minerals where they are. God knows where the gold the is sitting. So you in your field, God has placed that gold in you and he's just waiting for that gold to be found, for us to stand up and realise and go, me, I'm a part of his treasure possession. And you know what? He is the owner of that field. He'll us when we're prepared to recognise who he's made us to be and he'll come and bring the deed that title of the land and go you see that signature at the bottom I've already bought you I've already paid the price for you, you are already mine and you're just realising it now we are his treasured possession suppose you had a million sheep out in the field and he went away and he came back. Would you notice one was gone? Would you notice two was gone? Would you notice 50 was gone from the million? Jesus is our shepherd. He could go away and come back to the field and he would know exactly which sheep had gone. He'd know how many sheep had left the paddock. He would know their names. He would know where they've gone to. He would know their interests. He would be asking others, shit, do you know where Bob is? Do you know where, where, where Jane is? That's how dear he, we are to him, and he is prepared to leave that flock who are left safely to go and collect the one who has run away. That is how treasured we are. And it says that there's rejoicing in heaven when each one comes and remains. That is the treasure. That he sees in us. That is the value he sees in us. So while we might have our moments, while we might say these things, he still sees us this way if we (coughs) would be prepared to be counted. They will be mine. They will be mine. God is like, who's just come home with their lungs from the shop. I think you can imagine it. Finds a spot, pulls those lungs One, if they were tempted to go and get some water, just have a drink in savoury me for these lollies, and they came back and one was missing, they would know which one was missing. They could tell you how important that one was to them. If they were to go away again, you just know that they would collect those with them and they would carry it with them. No one's getting to my lollies, these are my treasures. Imagine the feeling they would have had a discouraging an eaten one. This is how we are to him. We are his treasured possession. He counts every single one of us. They will be mine. Why do we need to know this? Why am I preaching on this, despite the fact that it's where the Scriptures lead? Why should you know this, even if you do believe in Jesus? If you don't believe in Jesus, why is it so important? Because we all have our moments. Sometimes our moments We need to know that we are His. Our God isn't the God of second chances. Our God, Yahweh, (coughs) Elohim, Abba Father, Jesus Christ, the God of the Hebrews, the (coughs) Christian God, our God today is the God of another chance. Not second chances, but always another chance. He never puts a limit. On how many chances he's prepared to offer us. That is how treasured we are to him. He doesn't just give a second chance, he doesn't just give an third chance, he always offers another. Kate Blanchett starred in a classic TV act in the 90s, which uh, hopefully, I do pray, our volume works on this video. Let's have a look, see if it helps us. No, I'm not liking our chances. Hopefully you recognize the ad anyway. <laughs> so she's, uh, they're cleaning up in the, uh, Upstairs, if you remember it, uh, they're cleaning up upstairs. <coughs> and uh, she's rubbing the lamp. Oh, I wonder what this lamp is. And the genie comes out. And uh, it's the, the, the partner comes in and he the last few times just as she's figuring out what's going on. And the genie offers her three wishes. And uh, she goes, Well, the first thing I want is a never ending packet of tin tent. And there it goes. And then they start eating. you've got two more wishes, and, and the guy says, oh, well, I'll have another two more packets of rice um, <laughs> Of course, because it's never-ending, It's quite superfluous. Um, but God is no genie. God is no genie. But he does keep offering us never-ending chances. Another, another. Some of you might be like, I oh, know we ten tens, 10s I could go another. Uh, and <laughs> God offers chances again and again. And you know what? We are two terms in his hands. We are the treasured possession. We are the ones that when he gets his way, he gets to have us. So I want to encourage you, don't let the moments in life keep you from seeing the treasure that you are, because you're all a bunch of ti- pray. <laughs> kind of oh Lord, so let's not dwell any further in what we've already prayed about, God. But we thank you that you place such great worth in us, Lord, that we are the crown of your, ju- your of your treasure, of your jewels, Lord. That you are the creator of this universe, Lord. We've said. Pictures of some of your creation, of the constellations, Lord, of the creatures in this world, and Lord, how amazing they are. But God, we find ourselves in the crown of your jewels. Lord, we are your treasured possession, and God, we give you great praise, we give you great thanks, and Lord, may we shine and know the worth that you have in. Lord, may we walk in that and live in that and shine, Lord. And God, through that, as we see the state of this world, those who are for you, those who are against you, and as we shine who you you, have made us to be, Lord, we pray that others will come to know you through you living in our lives. It's in your name, Celebrate and declare that it's because Christ lives that we have hope, that we have new life, and there's something for us to celebrate. So let's join together now and celebrate that together.